God, the priest of the Israelites. Like I'm the first, uh, I'm the first uh, result when you search a certain article on Brave browser, so uh, I'm a little above Dumpy in aisle four. But although um, Josh's job this weekend is basically his his boss was like, "Hey, uh, we've got a Dumpy in aisle Boston." So literally, like if someone took a literal Dumpy in aisle four, they would have me write an article about it, as long as enough people online were talking about it. So. <laughs> the aisle for I've, I've called the Walgreens in you know Topeka, Kansas for comment. They were they did confirm Tuffy and Iowa. They were like, yeah, I have to talk to the manager, and then it added pu. <laughs> so should we get started then? Yeah, let's get started. Ooh, to that the whole nah, time. I can't do it the whole time. No explanation. I actually was. I took a sketch class, and then I in the show I played this character named Joey Buses, who's just this like guy from long island who like rents buses and he's just like i'm joey fucking buses so in many ways i have become joey buses um but in real life my name is john alcabes and this is smite me (laughs) it's a tour podcast for me and for you um i am here with my co-hosts josh marcus what's up america and ayane hayashi we are the torah podcast for the people um, yeah, Torah podcast for the people. We read the Torah today, and guess what? <laughs> yep. It was a real dumpy in aisle four. It was a real dumpy in aisle four. This, uh, International this foods. edition of... <laughs> yeah, oh, Josh. What's that supposed oh, to mean? I just, like, nothing other than that. I just think it's funny how grocery stores choose choose to navigate identity. <laughs> Like like the four like the four races like Asian Hispanic and international. Well, no, but the Asian and Hispanic is in the international aisle with the. But sometimes it'll food. say like international foods, Asian and Hispanic is like the three things that are in that aisle. I also often find that in a in a grocery store, more for like the general white populace, it can be a little frustrating because you might be looking for like an Asian kind of hot sauce, and then that will be the only Asian product that will be in hot sauces. But if you try to look in the Asian section, they'll have like, oh, here's like your little thing. You're like looking for Sriracha, for example. And like they'll have the like, oh, here's a little thing of chili oil. Here's a little thing of that. But no, the Sriracha, that's in the hot sauce section. That's like mm. five fucking mm-hmm. aisles away. Because that's like Cause the one like, that – that's like the model minority of the hot sauces. <laughs> it's like – That's the one like who that's made it. the one that – yeah i also love about the international food aisle is that a lot of times that's like the only place to find like shabbat candles yeah it's like a little bit of it's like all the like just all the misfits at uh at the safeway both the safeways by my house they put all of the kosher products in one of the same spots that they put like the promotional like we got to sell off all this stock so it always looks like judaism is just just kind of like a seasonal fad yeah wow you know who else said that Everything must go about the Jews? Yeah, I think you're familiar. <laughs> <laughs> to, for the listener at home, Josh put his finger in front of his mouth. In a Miles Teller um, mustache. I, in a Miles Teller yeah. mustache. Um, yeah. Miles Teller wanted the Jews to get... Top Gun. Get, get out uh, of Yeah, okay. Well, I feel like... So before we get into the portion, we got any, uh, any smiteable deeds. I, I have a little Jew in the news... Um, I kind of got smited, but in a oh. good way, if that's possible. Well, do tell. I don't think that's being smited, but... Well, go I got got. I just kind of want to tell this story because it's... I was very entertained. Okay, let's let's begin. I did... A, I got hired for a task rabbit job in, in Midtown, okay? Um... Here we go. I'm... The job is... The job is I'm just supposed to, like, show up and, like, handwrite addresses on envelopes something like that it's pretty straightforward um i show up in this at this office and like i'm waiting outside for 20 minutes but i'm like whatever i'm the clock's running i'm getting paid i don't care and then they 
they, they're like, sorry, we kept you waiting. And they, they put me in this room with just this woman who was like on her laptop. Like I, she was like, I went in and they were like, oh yeah, yeah we're going to get you like started. And then I was just sitting with her, like she's just on her laptop, not really even addressing me. And I'm just kind of looking, looking at my phone, like what's going on. And finally they're like, okay, we're ready for you. And so she gets, she sits, seats me down, sits me down in this conference room um, and shows me like, yeah, yeah, here's the address that we need you to write. Um, here's the envelopes. There's a guy across from me, this dude in like a button down and a tie. And he's like from a temp agency, he's saying or whatever. And he's doing the same thing as me. So I'm just like, okay, cool. Um, and you're, you're both like, is this going anywhere? Oh yeah, it is. As, as this lady, the lady who brings me in tells me like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, we're just going to have you guys working in this conference room. Um, but also like we booked this room for a party, um, and just like a little office party. So just don't worry about them. You know, help yourself to like a cupcake or a LaCroix or whatever. Help yourself to one cupcake. Yeah. I was like, okay, sure. I'll have a cupcake. Um, so I'm writing the addresses down. These people come in, start like eating their cupcakes and they start playing music on these like pretty big speakers. All right. Then the lights go down, okay, and they start they, they start like throwing balloons all over the room, like we're, they're just, we're just kind of like batting balloons around. Um, and then how many people are we talking? <laughs> um, I want to say like six or seven people. Um, that's that's exactly how many I imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, a disco ball comes out of the ceiling. Is the, the next thing I recall, and you're still um, writing that. And then this, this whole this time? room is pre-equipped. I kind of slowed down, but basically, yeah. <laughs> um, a disco ball comes out of the ceiling, and then um, you know those like inflatable tube guys that they have at car, car mm-hmm. dealerships. Those those guys oh, yeah, are coming out of the wall. Um, <laughs> Whoa! So just what? straight out of holes that are in the wall that um, have. They've moved these paintings out of the way. Anyway, so then everyone leaves, and the the lady from the beginning come back comes back in and like has me tell her what happened, just kind of explain it back to her. And then she was like, "Okay, well, I have good news for you, John, and that is that um, you don't have to work anymore because this isn't a real office." Um, and I was on a freaking prank show. What? Uh, or like a YouTube prank show. <laughs> yeah, dude. They <laughs> they got me. There was a hidden camera. They bamboozled me and got me to think that I had to do a job and write addresses. Even the guy who was across from me, who was a temp, who was fake. Wow. What's the name so, of the show? Oh, no wonder he told you he was a temp. Yeah. It's improv everywhere. It's oh, like a, uh-huh. I've heard of them. Huh. It's gonna be on YouTube, you got- except maybe not because as soon as as soon as everyone left the room, I just started saying, "This is a prank show, right? We're on a prank show. I think we're on a prank show right now." Uh-huh. So they might. Oh my god! They might not. You didn't give them the money no, shot, but <laughs> I don't know. You just like didn't have a <laughs> like, didn't have a meltdown, or you didn't go no <laughs> no. I just flip out on them. Yeah. Um, no. No, they're not going to make it on the show because you basically did the equivalent of being like, what is this lame bullshit that is happening? In front <laughs> no, of me? I was to, to paint more of a picture. I was I was thrilled. I was like just laughing hysterically like the happiest I'd uh-huh. ever been. I, it was the funniest thing in the world to me. Wow. Did they pay you? They inflated. Yeah, yeah, they gave me 200 bucks in cash. So Oh, wait, that's no, never mind. That's the coolest thing yeah. that's ever happened and to I, anyone. I thought I was going to have to work all day. Like, I, they just let me leave. I was like, yeah, you can go now. That's awesome. That's so wholesome. It was so wholesome. And whatever, I signed a release, but I already got their money, so. In the scheme know, of, like, fine. weird, unplanned for shit that could happen to you in, like, a, an office building in New York, like, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know? I'm mostly surprised at the disco ball in the ceiling and the inflatable guys yeah. in the wall like that means the room's equipped for oh that. It, it's not a real it was like they made the room they like built it it was like fake walls. oh it was like on a sound stage or something i guess so also they there was like a door oh gotcha and with a whole crew in there there's like a whole crew behind the wall and after this all went down she like brought me into the room and she was like let's give it a let's give a hand for john and they were all cheering for me that's so cool it was very wow <laughs> it was very wholesome I want. I want that I want too. To I think. On a prank show. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be a good guest. I mean, I don't think I was a good guest. Maybe I was. 
I think if you get two hundred dollars and you see a disco ball and maybe a cupcake, it doesn't really matter how good of a guest you are. <laughs> Your standards are so low. You just want to see a disco ball and a cupcake. <laughs> like you don't even have to pay me. Hey man, those small. Yeah. Oh, I would have cool. to have an A in being on the prank show, but I'm just not quite sure what they're looking for. A handsome young man such as yourself. Come on. This has to be a prank show. That's crazy. Wow. So you didn't get smited you at all. See now. You're um. You're a fucking, uh, you're a sadiq. You're a righteous man. <laughs> you said it was smiting, but you yeah. just had a good day at work. I guess I just mean smited in the way of, like, I kind of got hit with, like, a lightning bolt, uh-huh. but, like, a fun lightning yeah. bolt. You thought it was a or smiting, but like... you ended up smiling. <laughs> yeah, I guess the real smiting is having to work. <laughs> is that, that's not what work these, is like. These days, the kids... They think they've been smited if they have to put on their work boots. <laughs> Come on. Let's hear some more of them. No, I, uh-huh. I mean, I have more of other stuff. Um, Josh, they say, you what's say your you pronouns? I say World War II. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know about juice in the news, but I've, I've heard about some grues in the oh news. Oh, my God. That's uh, <laughs> right. I'm talking about the Minions movie. No. Despicable Me, The Rise um, of Gru. My... My Jew in the News actually had a pretty incredible story. Um, have you guys heard of a, a little self-described country doctor named Vladimir Zelenko? Oh, yeah. What's his deal again? He Did he die? He did die. Um, and what was his deal before he died? He, was a he just was doctor? a doctor. Why? I don't know why he called it a country doctor. He like lived in an Orthodox Jewish community in New York, I think somewhere upstate. He's Ukrainian-American guy. Um, he wasn't religious, and then he became, like, really hardcore at some point in his life. Um, yeah. And then just because, like, through, like, just, story. like, wacky Trump-era dumb luck, like, he's, like, was kind of a hacky doctor and had these kind of, like, crank theories about treating COVID with um, uh, hydrochloroquine and zinc and, like, other – some of the – kind of pseudoscientific cures and he gave a lecture on it and then some conservative guy writer guy named jerome corsi was there and then he accidentally sent an email to someone whose name sounded like zelenko but was zelensky aaron zelensky just some other guy and then that the wrong guy zelensky um worked for robert Mueller, and like it just was this like dumb chain of like little dominoes until like this guy Zelenko helped helped all the Trump people become fascinated with hydrochloroquine as like a COVID treatment. Like he just was like some random idiot oh. from New York. <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. Real ass dude of the week. It is refreshing to see how the political process mm-hmm. works laid bare. And oh, and this guy falsely—he just falsely claimed that the FDA was backing his study of hydrochloroquine, which like it just wasn't. That's what you got to move. That that's the that's the move. Yeah, that's like when comedians have fake credits, you just, where they just like stick some fucking like Howard Stern logo by their name, just like yeah, just like slap an FDA uh-huh. approved on your on yeah. Your but that's flyer. like a really classic yeah. one. Okay, sorry. I realize I think I maybe butchered some of the details. I'm just kind of you know freestyling off the Wikipedia here because I just whatever. Point <laughs> is, guy's dead and he was a quack. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um... <laughs> He, uh, his Wikipedia informs me that he wote uh, an autobiography called Metamorphosis um, about his... Tra- no, Kafka did that. Yeah, about his transformation <laughs> from a young Russian-American Jewish man into a Baal Teshuva, a newly religious Jew. Oh, my God. Wait, you can't just... I think Kafka was also Jew. You can't just, like, take another famous piece of work and yeah. be like, oh... This guy sounds like a like- famous piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. Um, and then he also wrote a book with one of his sons about um, Kabbalah called Essence to Essence. He just sounds what, like is this a wacky a shampoo guy. commercial? <laughs> I got to see if he died of COVID, though. For dunking okay. purposes, you sicko? I mean, I am just genuinely curious. Oh, no, he just died of lung cancer. 
Boring. We're so rude. We're so canceled. Oh, oh wait. So I got this. I got the process that he reached the Trump people wrong. Now I'm reading it in the New York Times, and this is almost way funnier. He just posted a video on YouTube and said, like, yeah. Donald Trump, like, you need to do this. And then the day later, Donald Trump's chief of staff from the White House was like, I'd like to learn more information about this. <laughs> Thank you, guy I saw on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I missed that. Oh, I missed when the president's chief of staff was just like letting the, the YouTube algorithm do its thing. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube, do your thing. Yeah. So anyway, RIP. One la- there's one last Jew in the news. One last Jew in the news. Yeah. I guess the, yeah. Other, the, the other Jew in the news that came to my mind who is also deceased was Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but we don't have to. <laughs> you know. Wow. Well. Jews, her legacy is in the news. Yeah. Yeah. Sure is. Her legacy of being perfect uh, and doing nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Yep. We love you, Ruth. Is uh, is Kagan a Jew? She's got to be, right? Alana Kagan? Seems like a Jew. Mm-hmm. She looks like a Jew. That's, it seems very inappropriate if we were to find out that she's not Jewish. No, she's got to <laughs> she be. She dissented the Roe v. Wade thing. Honorary Jew. Just kidding. I don't actually think that. But yeah, um, yeah, she's the second Jewish woman on the court. Okay, there we go. Well, then, then never mind what I said. I don't know. I think there's like, as far as that, does uh, not that we're like a super political podcast and have to get super in the weeds on the overturning of Roe v. Wade, but there was there is some. But I think there's some like rabbi or something suing right now because like. There's there's this angle that I've I've been hearing for the I guess it's not a new angle but I've been hearing about it for the first time where people are saying that like actually making abortion illegal is a violation of like religious freedom for Jews because mm. Jews like believe that abortion is necessary in certain cases I don't know it's just interesting I mean, we read the portion where it says you got to do it if you think your wife is cheating on you. Oh, yeah. It's technically a command. Oh, wow. Yeah. I felt wholesome about it for like three whole seconds, you know? I felt like it was just a good thing, uh-huh. but no. Yeah. No, wait. Okay, let me let me put it this way. It's probably a very ori- originally kind of not so great thing that people are taking to use to do a good thing, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not just trying to shit on No, I yeah. mean, yeah. You know? I'm not trying to take a dumpy in aisle four on the work that these people are trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. There's a, there's been a lot of interesting discourse about that, and particularly um, or Ruthie's legacy in this whole situation. But are they actually trying to go for it off of the like religious grounds? I think that, one. Like, there's one particular like case where that is being argued. I'm not sure how far it's going to go, but yeah. I wonder because I think a lot of the other like religious practice stuff is like the thing you're stopping. The law would be stopping someone from is like a direct religious is like a more direct like that's part of the religion like using peyote is like the classic one for like some native peoples that's like part of rituals and i think they've successfully sued to be able to do it even though it is against federal drug laws and stuff but i don't know it should be oh, interesting yeah. to see oh they pre- a lot of people pretty successful so not always but sometimes successfully like refuse vaccination over religious grounds yeah like i'm pretty sure the Je- like jehovah's witnesses mm-hmm. Yeah, they do, um, and like I blood transfusions. With the, yeah, I don't know if they do it with the kids because I think kids enter it like a, a different kind of area. But I think the adults, yeah, kids have way less rights. Is a fact. Yeah, especially if they're in a school, you're like kind of the, the you're in the government's hands. Yeah, kids have yep. like no rights. It's fucked up. Yep. Childhood emancipation is a is a is a broad and interesting topic that. Uh, we're probably not going to talk at all about today. No. Um. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not if I have anything to do with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like, I don't know, anything I feel like I have to say about everything that's going on with abortion, it just feels so obvious. It's like, it's, it's, it's just, it's so horrible and wrong what the Supreme Court's doing and all the people who back it and... I mean, you don't need me I, to tell hope, you that. Uh, the only thing I would add is I, I hope that it galvanizes some people to do things that maybe they wouldn't have done before. 
Yeah. Um, and to maybe kind of look more more thoughtfully at their relationship with this country, the state, how they make their voices heard, and whether or not it seems like the processes that people set up for do it actually make a difference. And I'll let that be mm-hmm. the thing that clues you into my opinions, and we mm. can go from there. Um, um, before we jump into the chapter, um, I have one last thing, which I don't know. Maybe it'll become a new segment on the show. Maybe it'll get its own drop. Um, I, I th- are you? That was a weird way to ask me to make a well, drop. Well, no, I mean I'm not asking. I'm more asking the fans. You know, if they, if they demand it, then then it will be so. No, uh, I'm talking about Jubilong, and I'm talking about Jubilee. Now, if you are a regular listener... <laughs> now. <laughs> um, we all know what Jubilong... Listen, we all know what Jubilong is. If you're listening, you probably know what Jubilong is. It's a weird-ass website where one lady with, like, an advertising background makes pithy little slogans about, like, Judaism and anti-Semitism, and it has a very pungent voice to it. Um <laughs> Ooh, and I like that. Wow. And I wanted to see if uh. I could capture that voice and kind of make my own voice. So I want to launch something called Jubilee, where it's basically just like Jubilong. It's the pink billboards with the white fonts, but uh, I wrote some of my own. But first, I want to read you the actual Jubilong billboard that inspired me today. That I went on their Twitter and I was like, I wonder if they've done anything recently that we could talk about. And then I saw a billboard from them that was, I was like, fuck, that's really good. I got to get to writing. Um, and here's that billboard. It says... Are you ready? It says, can a billboard end anti-Semitism? No. But you're not a billboard. <laughs> Bars. Um, <laughs> wow. Thank you. Mic drop. Um, Damn, that should be in the Whitney. That is fucking fire. So, uh, uh, so I have so many things to say, and all of them are along the same lines, which is just, man, uh, we, we're all trying too hard. All three of us right here. We're all just trying too hard to do anything in life. <laughs> right, right. All right. That, more people have seen that billboard informing people that they are not a billboard <laughs> than will have ever listened to every episode of our podcast combined. <laughs> Straight up, uh, it's just, that's just ah man. That, that so hurts. anyway, that I hurts. wrote some jubilees that if uh, I'm gonna run them past you, and if you think they're good, then maybe we'll I don't know rent out a billboard or have one of my Photoshop it and just pretend we did that. Um, I want can two we questions. Please crowdfund a billboard. Yeah, yeah. Yes. If, we, if if we if we think we hit the one with with these, if if I read one of these and you're like that's the one, then let me know. This first one's not that good, but I'm just going to read it. It's well, what, like, you, what is Jubilee? Yeah, yeah, What's yeah, the goal of Jubilee? Like, what are we trying to do here? Um, I kind of want to just come up with pithy little slogans where it's clear that I think I'm, like, the final voice on Judaism. I kind of want to just define Judaism and have it mm-hmm. everyone accept it. That my yeah. specific definition of Judaism. It's mm-hmm. ultimately the mm-hmm. same goal as Jubilee. Exactly. Which mm-hmm. is to get Jews to Jubehave. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. Let me start. First one's not not the strongest. It's kind of like when you just scratch in the pen on the paper just to like get yeah, the yeah, ink warm going. Us up, warm Quit us up. prefacing. Um, ever found the offie come in two months after Passover? It's gonna be a long summer. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, you're, right. you're warming up. Next. You're warming up. Okay. <laughs> yes. Think we're in the future? You can still buy Nazi memorabilia on eBay. And if that's not true, then good. <laughs> you could have you could have lied to me and said that that was a that that was a jubilong. You could have lied Thank to you. me. That's, I would have believed very you. Flattering. All right, let's move yeah. on. Um, Mel Gibson may hate us, but he can't stop us from watching Daddy's Home too. It's a free country. Okay. Is that a Mel Gibson movie? Yeah, it's a movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell and Mel Gibson. Just a great cast. Oh, recently? A recent movie? Too recent, yeah. It's like a couple years ago. Um, It's like they should know a little bit better, but... All right, all right. Let's uh, keep moving. Um, No, you can't charge your cell phone at the Holocaust Museum, but nice try. Uh, okay, wow. okay, okay. I All see right. where you're going with these. Hit me, uh-huh. hit me with some more. All right. Um, think anti-Semites and, ally- and allies can never be the same people? Joseph Mengele, Moonlit as a Bar Mitzvah DJ. 
<laughs> what is the context? Uh, well, well that isn't that the, is, isn't that the grand word question? <laughs> okay, all right, noted. Um, all right, hate crimes against Jews are up seventeen thousand percent. So tell me why Mom won't let me buy nunchucks for self defense. <laughs> Uh, I love the the cast of characters who because each one of these is a different person. We like Presumably, the eBay, yes. the eBay slime lord, the museum docent. Yeah. Okay. You just that one was, I guess, the director of the Hebrew Hammer. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one it it's 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 one. This is one billboard. It sounds like a couple, but it's one. Okay. We're at the Cotel Motel Holiday Inn. God is dead, but Israel is forever. <laughs> oh my Holy God! Shit. Wow. Thank you. Um, speaking of God is dead, did you guys ever read the uh, the Golden Compass series? I don't know if I've already brought this you, up. Yeah, you bring up the Golden Compass <laughs> series anytime I bring I up God being love. dead. But it's just it just goes so hard. Um, anyway, carry on. Just a few more. Just a few more. Um, if Jews aren't athletic, then why does our country's army have so many guns? <laughs> Riddle me that. <laughs> Moving right along. That one is dumb as fuck. I'm just, I gotta say. <laughs> okay, okay. You're using almost the tactic where some of these are like, and I think you're kind of hitting on something about Jubilong, which, which they do unintentionally, which is if you make something dumb enough, it does really get in people's head, and they try and figure out like, what are they saying? Why? Yeah, that's like they must be trying to do something. Well, it also is like that's like the the the, the skill that is confidence, right? It's like the the billboards are billboards are amazing for it, especially when your lettering is pink and it's or white and it's against a pink background. Is if you spend the money to get that up somewhere big and you make the letters big enough and easy enough to read, it kind of doesn't matter what the fuck you right, put Right, it on. raises the stakes to the point where people are like, yeah. Yeah. that must be smart. Because it's like, yeah. you, it doesn't really matter what they put on their billboards either. It could literally be the same thing you, you put on and it would have the same like jarring effect on whoever is walking by. Yeah. Right. Oh, I think I have one that I would share with you. Oh, okay. You no, please, oh, yeah. please. Yeah, please. Um... <laughs> Marrying a non-Jewish wife? Y'all really do like Stranger Things. <laughs> yes. I, I just feel like they would really try yes. and like be like, what's cool? What's current? Absolutely. What everyone, no, that's what's perfect. the buzz online? Um, all right. This one, uh, you accused me of word association before, and I fear this. I might be accused of the same thing. But uh, if wow. I was Sandy Koufax, I would throw a 103-mile-per-hour fastball at Mahmoud Ahmadinejad's wiener because of the nuclear <laughs> threat Iran poses to Israel. Wow. He's not even in power anymore. Well, I would still throw a 103-mile fastball at his wiener. That was, a, that was word association from 2005. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Not to say that Jubilong isn't operating on essentially the timeline. I feel like they would get mad at, at Ahmadinejad. I feel like that's something yeah. they would. Okay. Um, being a Jew is all about being so tough and so scared at the same time. <laughs> that's just the thesis statement of a, of a movie. <laughs> of what? And of like a, of a, of a country. Yeah. Of what movie? The Chosen? Yeah. Or not? Sure. And, yeah, and kind of Jubilong. Okay, this one uh, I think kind of touches on kind of the core issues. Um, if Jews are so greedy and miserly, then why did we waste <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars on a billboard campaign that has no clear end goal? <laughs> oh, these are killing me. That one that, might get you soon. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one is pretty – it's a pretty direct shot at Jubilong. <laughs> that, you could consider that as a personal attack to that lady. <laughs> We all love free returns, just not for Palestine. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> but is it, is it return with a V instead of a U? Like, oh. like the old school, like the guys who want to return anyway. Okay, three more, three more, and then we can study the Torah. Um, I haven't been to synagogue in five years, but if anybody ever tried to shoot up a synagogue I was praying in, I would break their jaw. <laughs> Again, that's a bit of a thesis statement. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. To, to an ideology. Sure. 
right. How about uh, look me in the eyes when you kiss my mezuzah? I don't like that one. <laughs> okay. I don't like that. <laughs> that one only because you had a lot of bangers. That one just All right. Well, hard. we'll yeah, see how you this. should have started with that one. We'll uh-huh. see how this last one goes. Um, we will never tell you what, who we are or why we are doing this, and that's a promise. <laughs> <laughs> wow, these are good. Again, you should that... consider professionally telling jokes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I will take my jubileves up. You on should stage play that. You should play that for the New Yorker, as and then they'll let you write a funny story. I sure hope so. Maybe one day you can influence policy too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just post a video. Yeah, it could um, happen. Well, that was that was lovely. I um I think there's a number of candidates in there personally. Thank you. My personal favorite is the Hotel Motel Holiday Inn. God is dead, but Israel is forever. I'm, I think I might do something with that one because I uh, feel some pride when I look at that one. Yeah, that one's good. That really hits at the uh, at I think uh, a, a large contingent of people that we might know personally who might feel a little bit who might at least identify themselves a little bit, if not on purpose, with the idea that God is dead, but Israel is forever. Right, God is dead, but before dying, uh, He promised it us that 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 was that was. <laughs> this for is us. last dying wish on his on his God deathbed. <laughs> it's yours. <laughs> I mean, that's a decent little segue into this uh, Torah portion, which, like a lot of numbers, is just or the two portions that we read, just yeah. a lot of recap, but just recapping, like you know, I promised you Israel, it's all yours, Booby, but uh, you know, you gotta. You got to be tough. You got to not like other religions and you got to build special cities for murderers to run to. Yeah. This one is really like the, um, I feel like it was like in the nineties when they would have the like soda bottles and then like you could get the one bottle cap or whatever that like granted you to like $500,000 grand prize. Right. Except for like in order to redeem it though, you have to go through like 3 million ridiculous hurdles Mm-hmm. to get the to be able to claim the money and then it's like taxed to shit so you only end up getting like a certain amount whatever that yeah. seems to be the relationship they have with <laughs> getting the land of israel uh-huh. where it's like oh okay cool i got the coke nice i got the oh i'm I'm the winner and they're like well hold on mm-hmm. um it's a good way to put it yeah so i got a little summary for us if we want to just hop right into it um mm. Could you put it in like a billboard form? I think that's how I would best <laughs> learn it. I'm not so skilled. It's got to be pithy. It's got to be full of pith. Um, just just bulging with pith. I, I, it's called a kev. It sounds like a cab. That's all I got for you, dude. <laughs> Sometimes words in other languages sound like words or phrases in other languages. There we go. Um, people have made whole com- comedic careers off of that idea. Um, okay, so basically, what do we got here? Akev. Um, so basically, we got follow all the rules. God will make sure you have everything in abundance, food, water, shelter, all the fucking things. And there's going to be no more barren women or cattle amongst you. So, you know, you can read into that, that those are in the same idea, what you will. But also, that means that... Like, Milkers. No, no more barren, barren children, or not having children as a plot point anymore. God's getting rid of that, except uh, for the fact that God makes promises that He doesn't keep all the time, <laughs> that's constantly. True. That's true. Um, also, you won't get sick anymore, so that's cool, right? Um, and God will consume and crush all your enemies, but it uh, he, he mentions that it's going to take some time. Can't can't fucking yeah. rush this process. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to burn all the statues of other gods, and you can't even have the silver and gold that's been touching those those ones. So that's kind of like a new idea. Um, what do you, you just leave it behind? You melt it down, and then you they're just going to yeah. get it back, and then build up new statues. Or maybe I don't know. That, that, that's that's on him, man. You're going to have to take that that one up with the big guy. Um, Okay, so God tells the explicitly tells the Israelites that hey, you were in the desert for forty years because I was testing you and making you all suffer, um, and that manna, like the manna, the bread, the special magic bread, uh, that was to teach them that they actually don't like you can't work for your own food and stuff. All, all the food that you ever get in your life is actually from God and not from what you do. Um, mm-hmm. So 
I think the the lesson they're trying to teach there is like don't even take pride in your work. Like that shit's not even that's not even you really. Um, he also puts out a nice little reminder that he will constantly be judging them, them being the mm-hmm. people of Israel. God's just like, look, you're you're on notice and under surveillance at all times. Um, but it's fine because you're gonna go to a, a land of, of plenty. Um, and also, if you forget any of the things that I'm about to say, then you're the, exactly the same as like a foreigner, and you'll be killed along with everyone else. There's a lot of talk of stoning people to death if they fuck up. Yep, that is not the cool kind of being stoned. There we go. Okay, so they're going to go fight these giant people. They're going to go fight giants, um, <laughs> which, you know, I love what I love about this book is how casually they're like, look, time, time for some, like, epic mythical shit to go down. But instead of being like, and then we're going to tell you a story, they're like, anyways, let me get back to the super mundane shit that you could find anywhere else. Um, and he says, look, but don't worry about fighting the giants. Like, you're going to win no matter what, and you're going to get the Holy Land, even though you are a quote-unquote stiff-necked people. <laughs> so he's just getting a few jabs in there before they go to war. Uh, Moses starts to guilt-trip the Israelites about the golden calf, who mo- I don't think any of the people there are even remember or were alive during any of that. Um, and he keeps hammering in that he's just like, oh, when I went to go talk to God, I didn't eat bread or drink water during my meeting with God for like 40 days. Uh, and that really sucked. Yeah, how'd that uh, work out for you, Moses? Did you get into Israel? That's so cool, dude. Uh, <laughs> how, did that, how did that go? Um, and then he tells this kind of hilarious version of the story where he's like, look, I had to do this big thing where I intervened on your behalf and I saved you all from God even though you all did the uh, the old uh, golden calf thing and all fucking suck, which I think is kind of hilarious because he kind of leaves out the fact that afterwards he tells everyone to... Uh, murder all the non-believers but uh whatever um oh and then i just had this uh <laughs> this is kind of an amazing line from the chabad translation which is quote and now O israel what does the lord ask of you only to fear the lord to walk in all his ways and to love him and worship him with all your uh heart and all your soul so not a lot I only want you to be afraid. Is that so much to ask? <laughs> I just want to consume your every waking lo- thought. Also, they say straight up, ah! Sorry, kitten attacked me. Um, <laughs> they, they like wheat. <laughs> God straight up says, look, I only like the Israelites because of your forefathers. The rest of you are fucking terrible. Um, and in order for them to be less stiff-necked, they have to circumcise their hearts. Um... And then they kind of go over a couple times where God completely wrecks the Israelites. Um, and then he tells them how seasons work. Uh, it's a reminder, again, that you got to wear tefillin, put up the mezuzot. They also lay out the borders of Israel again. And this is why there's some confusion as to, uh, you know, what exactly the Bible says that the border should be. Uh, okay, now we're in Re'ed, the new chapter. We're doing two chapters, by the way, because, boy, we got to get through some of this, some of this fucking garbage over here. Um, I I don't I didn't really know what this first paragraph was, but I guess you're supposed to get all your blessings together and get all your curses together, and you're supposed to leave the blessings on one mountain and the curses on another mountain. Um, take. T- Wait, take you said it was called Red Ed. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just feel like I didn't read either of these, but I did read the two that I thought were next, and I'm like, what did I read? That's, did you really do that? Did you read the, it's the third yeah. and fourth chapter of Deuteronomy. Or the third parsha. Well, what'd you read? I'm curious. Well, I'm going back to look at this now. I'm sorry to have de- derailed <laughs> this. This is like a race. race. I read the Golden Compass again. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't stay away. Yeah, Josh is I like, just, wait, um, um, were there two chapters we were supposed to read? Was it the Golden Compass and Doom? Because if it was the Golden Compass and Doom, that would <laughs> oh, be so good. God damn it. Um, wait, no, you said, wait, so you said this was the third and the fourth? Yeah. Ekev and... And Red. You read? I read, uh, read Red and Shoftim. I accidentally skipped Ekev. Oh. You're not missing much in Shofi. It's just <laughs> no, like no, no, no. Okay. it's just like diversity is bad. God's good. Uh, listen to the rules. Um, okay, so basically, but but what we got in Red is is not interesting in the sense of plot points, but it is kind of like, hey, look, we're again. If you look at it from the lens of Deuteronomy, is written as an addendum to the religion. It's kind of like, hey, we're we're 
we're codifying some of the things we're probably already doing, right? Mm -hmm. So in this chapter, you also get that, hey, now there's going to be a central location where everyone does sacrifices, right? That's Jerusalem, capital of, you know, of uh, the kingdom of Judah because the kingdom of Israel was destroyed. Um, also, you're not allowed to do burnt sacrifices any old place. You've got to go to Jerusalem. Um, you can't eat meat. That's allowed. But you can't eat blood. And three times they state that you cannot eat blood. Um, mm -hmm. But can and... you drink it? <laughs> can you smoke it? Uh, I'm sure, Kind of you can smoke it because they say you have to, to pour it on the fiery altar. Can you use it as bong water, dude? <laughs> Um, okay, so they also do a nice little mind game where you're not allowed to, like, worship God in the tradition of someone else, right? Like, you're not allowed to, like, adopt other people's customs and, like, but make mm -hmm. it so that you're worshiping, uh, capital G God. Because that, because God finds all other traditions to be abomination. So, hey, there you go. Um, also, you're not allowed to add or subtract commandments. This shit is permanent. Um, that's a, you know that's a relevant one that's let's let's bookmark that one because that like aspect of religion is why i have a hard time having a modern view of an ancient religion it's also like kind of hilarious that it's so explicitly stated and like that is not a that is not a principle that can that lets tradition survive yeah like they no, no religion anywhere has ever done that yeah it's like it's kind of like you some hubris there being like <laughs> this shit is gonna this last shit, forever this is gonna last forever <laughs> it's the best summer ever <laughs> like as a great example to that like in other parts of this text we've already talked about how little this text actually resembles the religion of like modern judaism in some cases and i think that's yeah we don't do yeah there's a lot of subtraction anymore. going on yeah even amongst the like very orthodox people like, yeah um Okay, so basically, um, if anyone in your family or community starts to preach about a new god, you're supposed to put them to death. That's not so, you know, that's not so new. No I blasphemy. mean, we've all been there. Yeah. They do straight up say, like, no blasphemy, like, no making fun of god. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, but that's new, because before you could talk shit. <laughs> no pulling you know? goofs on god, no pranking god. No making God oh, thinks that he has to write addresses on envelopes for TaskRabbit, and then there's a <laughs> disco ball. Um, you're not None allowed to it. cut yourself or to make a baldness between your eyes for the dead. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> wait, does that mean just shoving, like cutting, like shaving your unibrow? I no, I think it means wait. Yeah, you're not allowed to shave your unibrow. What if that'd um, be so mean if like there's some kid with a unibrow, and then one day he's like. He just felt like he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna shave it. Like I'm self-conscious about it. I'm gonna shave it. And then he goes to school, and then everyone's like, "Oh, look who made a baldness between his eyes for the dead." <laughs> uh huh. And then they call the Bible cops, and they're like, "Oh no, we're actually gonna kill you now." <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Didn't you see the new rule? And he's like, "Can it be an open casket? Because I look good." <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can eat a lot of yeah. <laughs> you can eat a lot of animals, but not all of them, and they kind of go through the list. And they kind of contradict what they said before. You can eat, like, gazelles and elk and deer and stuff, um, which they said. Why does that contradict? In Leviticus, they were like, no more hunting shit. Like, we just do husbandry now. Oh. Um, so that's kind of interesting, but probably, yeah, you know, what I mean. I learned about a new kind of varmint from this chapter. It's called a, a daman varmint. Yeah. It's like a little critter. That's a word. A varmint? No, I know it's a, a varmint. Oh, well, no. A varmint is the category of the, like critters, basically. But the word is called it's a demon. It's like a little, like chunky little weasel that's kind of shaped like a log. That's Should and they live a chunky little weasel. That's gonna be my yeah. uh, my competition to task rabbit. <laughs> chunky little weasel. <laughs> <laughs> that's shaped like a log, like in a little subheading. That, I often yeah. feel when. When someone asks me, like, are you my task rabbit? They might as well be like, are you my chunky little weasel? <laughs> <laughs> There's something more honest about that. <laughs> are you my oh, that's chunky, little, up. chunky little weasel? Do you want some nuts? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm forbidden from eating you. 
good to know. Hey, this All is right. John from Chucky Little Weasel. <laughs> do I just buzz in, or how do I? <laughs> okay, okay, lots of kosher rules. Um, uh, you do have to tithe your cop tithe your crops but you know they pay your taxes but basically if it's too far to carry it it's okay to like convert it to money and, and just pay like you're paying up no matter what you're doing okay like mm-hmm. there's, there's no getting out of this and you never forget about the levites who are special little priestly boys yep and every third year you pay the levites um jews get their own internal jubilee as well <laughs> jubilee uh, mm. every seven years so jews can only be slaves for six years uh you uh, you basically, if even if you're like, there's no like ten year debt or like ten year mortgages or whatever. Everything's on a seven year scale, um, and this is something that's kind of interesting because it could be construed to make someone do something good. But they basically say like, no, there shouldn't be like needy people in your uh, community. Like, if mm-hmm. if shit's kind of like unequal to that extent, then like God's gonna fucking wreck your shit. Which is honestly one of the more interesting propositions that we've had in the Bible, just being like inequality is unacceptable. Though there's, of course, the classic little addendum of like, if you're one of us. Yeah. That also, where that sense my mind is like <clears throat> the idea like that there shouldn't be needy people in your community. Like, I feel like different people take that different ways. Like, yeah. some people take that as like everyone should have For their sure. needs met. And other mm-hmm. people, as we saw recently with the fucking recall of Chessa. Um, but I mean, that doesn't even have to be about that, but it, that just made me think of it of like, yeah, there mm-hmm. shouldn't be needy people in our community. Like they should fuck yeah. off and go somewhere they should, else. They should, be in, they should be gone dead or in prison. Yeah. They should be needy somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of an interesting one. And that's also like one of the ones that's, that's newer. That's I think new mm-hmm. to Deuteronomy. Um, firstborn animals get eaten. That's for sacrifice and stuff. The rest are for industry. And then uh, we get the rules for Passover, again, paying taxes. You have to pay taxes on Passover. Then we also get the rules for Sukkot. And guess what? That's when you pay taxes. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, all of this, that's the end of the chapter. All of this to say, I think, um, again, it's not like the most interesting thing in the world, but I think I get why there is such a scholarly consensus that like this is written by the priestly ruling class after these specific events to kind of like recodify the religion or whatever, because it's so blatantly like, like it's like, like they're not even describing like, a, like in the other ones, like potentially an aspirational society or whatever. They're probably describing the society as they see it. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I would say it's fully not aspirational, but it's just very practical. Like, I think, I think saying that like they're, can't be neediness in the community is like something of an aspiration okay sure like if you do believe god chose you as a people and gave you a place where everything should be taken care of then you would believe that like nobody should be wanting so i feel like or or it just feels like you kind of need to you need to think that if you believe in the promise of the covenant you know Uh, yeah Especially if, like, they go out of the way to make sure that, like, they tell you that, like, look, this God that's in charge of you and that you owe everything to, like, doesn't even really like you that much. It's also very, like, um, kind of Scandinavian social democracy a little bit. Or it's like, we're going to have equality, but just, like, nobody's immigrating here. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have it here. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're going to release you from debt. There's this other portion about how, like, at some of these ritual feasts, um, you, you know, you always make sure that like, if there are people who are propertyless or, you know, husbandless or travelers or whatever, that they get a portion to. Um, but again, it's kind of like at the end of the day to fully get in on the, on the debt forgiveness and the, you know, social program, you gotta be, you gotta be be in and you gotta be paying taxes to the priests. You know what? That is, that's, I've never thought of it that way before. That is a pretty apt comparison. What? Just like, hey, oh, the Scandinavian social democracy is like, because it's like very, it's it's highly held in like, or it's held in high regard. Jesus Christ, to get there was impossible. Um, but it's held in really high regard here amongst like, especially like the liberal class in America. Um, and that's not to say that like what they're doing is bad, but it's also like, look, there's there's a larger 
there's a larger thing going on with that that's also not the right wing talking point of like well that's because they're all the same culture and they're all white where it's like well, <laughs> yeah you know it's just that they're making choices about who they let in um, yeah yeah which you know they, which we also do and then just still don't have any of those fucking social benefits so yeah yeah <laughs> it's not yeah. like really a one or the other thing i mean not yeah uh-huh. yeah i don't know was um was this the portion and this may have been from the one i read where i was talking about like what to do when you come into an enemy city or is that me reading ahead no it does say that but it's i didn't really put too much in there because guess what just take a wild guess as to what you're supposed to do when you enter an enemy city yeah uh it's like plunder destroy all the idols you shall put their you shall put their bodies to the edge of your sword you know Mm -hmm. yeah but it's like it's a kind of a it's like a crazy framing it's like you should kill them basically so they don't tempt you with their other culture like they're not one of you so and they might risk mingling with you so you should kill them there's a random little portion there about not uh not killing the trees it's like go in and kill everyone inside and you know take all the women and children and the money but like don't cut down the trees oh i think that part might be which a lorax ass oh (laughs) (laughs) we might be getting to that one next Uh, time but that's also like a pretty famous um i don't know i feel like i heard that one a lot about like yeah maybe like the jews are a little brutal about warfare but at least they save the tree like "Mm." (laughs) yeah it's also like again if you want to look at it from the lens of like accumulating wealth and capital it's like yeah trees take a long time to grow don't fucking if i wonder i wonder if that had yeah. like that's why they on all of our bar mitzvahs give us a little plaque that's like hey like we planted a tree for you in israel you know what i mean you know i'm that. gonna say it straight up i don't think they did you don't think they did no, actually, here's what I heard about it, is that they did plant a tree for us in Israel, but the fucked up thing is that the tree gets a vote, which I don't I don't actually agree with, that Jewish trees should get a vote, but then, <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. But I didn't think that went through that yeah. much. The tree gets a vote. It's kind of funny, you know? One tree, one vote. One tree hill, one vote hill. Mm. You gotta vote. Makes you, makes you think. Capital tree vote hill. Are, this is like kind of a this is a total tangent of a question, but are in Israel they have they have politicians that are kind of the equivalent of like our liberal politicians, but are they as annoying about voting? Are they as like vote mm. vote vote vote? Do you have no, your they vote have an sticker? artificial majority in their politics? I guess so. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean to. they do. <laughs> guess yeah, probably the whole point is not letting everyone vote. Yeah. No, I mean, we do that here, but that doesn't stop our politicians from being like, if you vote, that's a vote for voting. Right. Like, it's yeah, I see, I see what you mean. I don't, know. I don't know. Well, no, that's a lot of, like, civic identity in, in America is very much tied into, like, the act of one person, one vote, even though everyone theoretically should understand that that's actually not at all how our process works. Um, yeah. But, like, that's a cool... Um, or to them, I think that's a cool rallying cry because it's like, I don't know. You can just slot, slot it into whatever, right? You can make it an, an act of, like, religious do-goodness to vote. You can make it an act of, like, social pressure to vote. You can you can just plug it in there. And then the nice thing is that after you vote for them, they don't actually have to do shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, so here's how I'll loop all this back around to the Torah portion. Because hey. on one hand, it does feel a little bit like the scando social democracy thing but even more so than that to me it feels like well it makes sense it's a reflection of the time like it's kind of just like talking about how you set up a religious society in like a concrete way and it maybe in a certain way could remind me of like one of those like gulf monarchies or something where they're like we're gonna take care of everything like we have the resources to like give you all the basics but it's just like you don't criticize the people in charge there's really strict rules for who's in and who's out and like yeah. nothing's going to change, you know? Yep. Though in this case, the the source of wealth isn't oil. It's just like God given stuff. Yeah, I could, I could see that. And I think also it's like, again, if you want to view the, 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 a lot of the stuff in the Torah as being like kind of 
separatist an idea of like we're different from the cultures around us like the idea could be also that like hey you go to all these other canaanite religions right and they let their own people like be all poor and and disgusting and gross and we hate that so if you like if you're if you're on our our end of it we'll take care of you and we'll let Mm -hmm. them and then you can kind of it's kind of like putting it on them too it's like well their religion allows them to do that so if they want to like not be poor in our area well maybe they should just you know appeal to the people who who care about them because it's not us Uh uh-huh have we i totally agree with that i think that's right on like is there anything we've read about people converting to judaism like have they talked about that as a concept or like something not that not like going out and proselytizing even but just like you know if a stranger in your midst like wants you know sees the truth like or do they just kind of view it as like that's like not even gonna happen it hasn't been discussed yet as far as i'm concerned i don't think it's i don't think it has been because i don't think we've totally left the idea of like god as the nationalistic figure right Mm -hmm. Because, again, like, the, now we're getting to the first time where they're saying exclusionary, like, the other gods aren't real. But for the rest of the book, it's just been, like, I think the question if someone were to, like, want to convert in the eyes of, like, the, the books beforehand would probably be, like, why? Like, you're not even from here. Like, like you got your uh-huh. own god. Like, what? Why, why, right, why? but then their yeah. response would be, like, well, uh... I wanted to convert because of I read your book and all the stuff about how your God was going to crush my God. It seemed pretty convincing, so I would like to <laughs> yeah. be part of your God, please. But that doesn't yeah, even seem like it's part of the, like... They, they don't make it seem like part, like... In, in all the talk about, like, being, like, dominating and, like, destroying other nations, it's it's never really about, like, bringing people to our side. It's just kind of, like we're the ones who are on our side and we're the winners because we have the God nuke. So it's kind of irrelevant. If someone wanted to come join us, it's like, okay, well, no, sorry. You're on the wrong team. Yeah. Fuckface. Right. It's like contact. I guess they're so the con like it's both like everything is ours, but it's such a fragile nation that they're really just like intermingling is bad all the way around. So yeah, I feel like they just don't even expect enough cultural mixing to even make someone want to convert and i think also like at the end of the day this is about a mythical being fulfilling a contract to someone like i I don't know like the the in this chapter they're like look this isn't about you this isn't about righteousness this isn't about like your chosenness re how good you do at this or how much you praise god this is about a promise that god made to someone way back when and you are i guess the beneficiaries of it mm-hmm. so listen to what the fuck i say otherwise i'll take all this shit away it is pretty explicit uh, about like you got lucky you're not special you're technically chosen but like don't let it go to your head we'll kill you too it's pretty explicit about all that which is kind of yeah. kind of metal kind of cool it is kind of hilarious what well, is very like we have power now so like don't fuck it up <laughs> Yeah, but I think even then, like, you hear all the time, like, even just kind of, like, like, European supremacist ideas of, like, we're basically, like, the smartest and we're the, cho- we're, we're, like, it may not be, they say chosen by God, but, like, there is kind of all this baggage of, like, whatever we do is righteous because we're chosen, and there it kind of makes all of those things okay, and this is just the natural order of the world, as opposed to, like, I think in this text, if they were to, like, go try to conquer lands they're not inside like promised in the land they'd be like oh no that's gonna fail like god's gonna fuck you up for that one yeah but they also are even in this book they're like weak and this is gonna sound so anti-semitic but sometimes in this book even when god they're like weak little cowards and even when god tells them like go conquer these people they're like i don't know it seems scary they're so big so i don't think we even have to worry about them conquering someone that god didn't tell them to conquer like they don't even want to even when God promises uh-huh. them, like, you will win, I have a trick up my sleeve because I'm God, you will win. They're like, hey, but they're so big when they can just step on our little heads. <laughs> I want to be, I want to, I want to convert to the giant religion. How about that? How about mm. I convert you to You want to be stiff necked and giant. I want to, yeah, I want to be stiff necked and 10 feet tall, baby. You want to yeah. go from like a little, a little weasel to a stiff necked giant? Glow up. 
<laughs> I refuse to lay down and just be a chunky little weasel to the Giants. <laughs> Not in this lifetime. Um, you can take the red I'll... pill, the blue pill, or become uh, go from a chunky little weasel to a stiff tech giant. Also, I didn't really realize until now. You said that they look like logs. Yeah. What does that mean in the case of a rodent? <laughs> uh, to me, it means like the, the the body torso portion is like most of what defines the shape, and the legs are just kind of they're like a beep, cylinder, beep, beep, like tacked like on a on the cylinder? bottom. Yeah, they're sort of cylindrical. I mean, it's not perfect. It's like a loose interpretation of the idea of a log. They're like a dachshund, but but a rat. Yeah, let me. I'm I'm pulling it up on images. God Ooh. damn it! I like that. You could you could make a band called Long Rat. Long Rat. <laughs> Chunky Weasel and Long Rat. Okay, um, I'm gonna share my screen and then and then you'll see. A Hydrax, a Hyrax. A Hyrax. What the hell? Oh, <laughs> he does look a little bit like a log. See, log like. Oh, oh wow! We got some similarities with Probeskidia and Serenia. <laughs> it actually looks remarkably like a dock. Yeah, you know, Daman. All right, well, sure we've reached the point where we're looking up the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at this crazy picture, bro! Um, it's phenomenal. Well... I don't know. Does anyone have any other thoughts about this? this? Is a little bit of a of a dud of a chapter. Is there, like we're not talking really about any new ideas. Um, I tried to I guess, kind of get some supplemental yeah. reading in there, and honestly, there wasn't much. It was a lot of scholars being like, "Yeah, that's what God says, dude." My yeah, my takeaway from this is if anyone's promising you um, full equality and debt forgiveness, terms and commission terms and conditions may apply. Yeah. Keep, you keep know? that asterisk, because <laughs> yeah. there's some... Oh, and I guess, um, you know, don't don't let all these rules and whatever, like, you know, don't don't let someone kind of bamboozle you into not bringing up the fact that they're omitting that they committed a genocide when they're telling you something. That seemed, uh, that was kind of hilarious. And he's just like, look, I, I don't know what y'all remember, but this is how I remember it. Um... And that in the second telling of it, that they just kind of like leave out that there was a whole massacre that happened, um, and that it wasn't planned by God. Which one was that? Did did Moses? Uh... It was yeah. It was when the first time they come, he comes down to see the golden calf, and he's like, because like he's up on the mountain, and God is like, oh, I see that they built a calf, and Moses is like, oh, dude, don't worry about it. I'll go tell them to knock it off, and then he goes down there, and then like flips out. And then when they get the Breaks new tablets, the tablets he comes, and kills a bunch of people. Yeah. No, then mm-hmm. he comes back down and is like, everyone who was doing the golden calf shit is going to die tonight. Yeah. They, they split the camp up, it says, between the believers and the non-believers, and then they massacre all the non-believers. Um, real hot girl shit. Yep. Moses is like, hey, some of you are real believers. Don't go to the rock tomorrow. <laughs> you <know>? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Believe me when I tell you. Believe, yeah. believe this. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, and I would also say, yeah, just remember that line about how you're not supposed to add or subtract or anything. And so then if someone, you know, many thousands of years later is telling you that your version of Judaism is wrong, it's like our all our versions are wrong because we've been adding and subtracting hella. Constantly, yeah. That's so... Hella features. That's so true. We're all in violation because we've all had to, by nature, of we've all had to make little adjustments to like... Am I allowed to be on my, like, Nokia 5 on a Shabbat? I don't know. It's not also, entirely Also, it is clear. kind of funny. I didn't, even, I didn't even realize it. They're explicitly saying don't add or subtract on the book that they added to make sure that all the rules were clear. Yeah. They're yeah. such shifty little weasels. <laughs> um, yes. Well, I mean, all right. Well, who else has anything to say to the people before we get on out of here? The weasel thing just makes me think about that one clip of Rudy Giuliani. This is such a tangent, but have you guys seen the clip of Rudy Giuliani when he was mayor on a radio show and somebody calls in to like argue with him because he's he because ferrets are illegal in New York 
and they're like they're like <laughs> coming at him about that. And he's like, "Well, you're a very sick individual because you're obsessed with little weasels." And he's just like <laughs> berating them and like insulting them on like a very personal wow. level. And uh-huh. yeah, he's been he's been the king for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love you, Rudy nope. Giuliani. <laughs> yeah, get well soon. Get well soon. Hopefully, well enough to run for president. Honestly, because we're counting. Yeah. we're counting didn't just on get, you. Didn't he just get "quote unquote" attacked at a at a grocery store? <laughs> Did you guys see the, his back? Got <laughs> Did you see the video? Some yeah. Also hilarious that some like I, for who like someone who was like uh, I don't know like doing like just putting food on display or whatever, just like doing like like wheeling around a cart like where stocking shelves at a grocery store, just slapped them on the back and was like, "Hey, good job, fuckface." And he's like, oh, yeah, my word. I mean, honestly, it just tells you, it just lets you know how much, uh, how much direct action can really do. I mean, yeah. He, he just yeah. slapped him on the back. Yeah. And, you know, on, in that same, that, yeah, the slap on the back was, was just, it was great. It was almost nothing. In that same regard, shout out to the, the young the young person who just fully like doxed Clarence Thomas's credit card. Do you see that? Yep. <laughs> no. He went Clarence Thomas, like after overturning Roe, went out to dinner and gave his credit card, which is crazy. Pay cash and just pretend you're a guy who looks like Clarence Thomas, maybe. But mm-hmm. you know, let the let the like woke Gen Z um barista or waiter who's serving you be like like I don't know. Let them let them in their own head be like, maybe that's not Clarence Thomas. Maybe I'm being racist, right? Let let the, let them do that themselves. But but no, you give Clarence Thomas gave it gave them his credit card, and so some some hooligan just immediately posted on TikTok like, yo, this is Clarence Thomas's like credit card information. Buy yourself something pretty. Yeah, which well, pretty the, yeah. The, the lessons for, get get active. The hero, there are heroes amongst us. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right. I'm going to run out of battery <laughs> here soon. So I'm just, la- yeah, I'm just laughing think, thinking uh... about like Clarence Thomas having to call his bank and be like, yeah, um, can you cancel the charge at, at Doll's Kill? I did not. I did not make that purchase at that store. Okay. Very specific yeah. brand. I think I nailed it. Should we close out here, folks? Let's right, close let's it. Everyone have a, an absolute wonderful yes. night. Smite me podcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com with right. questions, no concerns, please. Mm-hmm. Can't stress that one enough. <laughs> like and subscribe. Uh, yeah, and, uh, be good to your, be good to each other and yourself. You know? Yep. For the love we'll of God. <laughs> For the love of God, who is dead? <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Peace. Uh,